Good morning, everyone. This is Judith A. Culp. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I got some feedback on yesterday's podcast uh, and found out uh, that The Graduate is Mike Nichols' second film. He actually came from, from Broadway. And I think he even had a comedy trio. I need to brush up on that. A duo. He was part of Nichols and May which was like this comedy group. And then he started directing. He did a lot of theater. He came off Broadway, you know. And so uh, Elizabeth Taylor really wanted to work with him on Who's Virginia Woolf. And um, that helped him land The Graduate, which is fascinating because I'm glad my uh, my friend didn't try to start watching Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf because that one's in black and white it's all talky I mean it feels like a play and uh yeah yeah I wouldn't start with that but I like the idea of younger people going back and watching older movies which is funny because when I was when I was 20 going back to older movies you know they were black and white and (laughs) you know and in film school you have to you had to watch Citizen Kane that was that was our mandatory uh, learn how to shoot a movie uh, film. And uh, it's funny, I, I've told the story before, but just a refresher course, because I have a lot more listeners now um, than I did it two years ago, I guess, a year or two. I think it was probably two years ago that I told the story the first time. Um, when I graduated high school, and I went to a pretty um, competitive high school, and one thing they hung their hat on was teaching you how to write well. And I did. I learned how to write really, really well. So when I left college, I thought, oh, I'm going to be a writer. I didn't know what kind of writer, just a writer. Um, probably books or something like that, I was thinking. So I get to Howard, um, and I'm wandering around. My parents have left. I have that book because there was no internet. I've got the little catalog to try to figure out what... It was actually a thick catalog to try to figure out what my major was going to be because you have to, I mean, you don't have to, but I was like, I need to declare my major. That's just who I am. I like a plan. So I I was like, well, what can a writer do? And so I was like, well, of course, I'll be an English major. So I, you know, and I'm doing all this on my own. My parents didn't go to college. So I'm just trying to figure all this out on my own. And so Howard has had or maybe still has a weird rule that if you're a liberal arts major you've got to take swimming and I was like swimming I don't want to be wet in the middle of the day and walk around it's gonna be cold in in a couple months no thanks what else you got and I that's you know when I'm looking and that's my plan when I'm not happy with the first plan I go what else you got so I kept looking through the book and I stumbled into the School of Communications, which, you know, sent chills. I was like, there's such a thing. This is exciting. And so then I uh, saw radio, TV and film. And that was it. It was a wrap. I left main campus, walked down to, uh, well, School of C is on the main campus. School of Communications on the main campus. But, you know, it's not at the quad. I was at the quad and I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to do that. So I walked down there and and that was it. (laughs) I mean, so if you're younger and you're looking for your career or you're trying to figure out, don't put a ton of pressure on yourself. Just do what speaks to you. 
You know, all along, I've been a film person. I always watched movies more intensely than other people. I always cared about how they were crafted, how they were written, what the actors were saying. I think um, I talked my mom into getting me a subscription to American Film Monthly. Uh, back then, the, the uh, AFI, the American Film Institute, had a magazine. And I think I got... I talked to her and he let me get a subscription to that. I had a subscription to Rolling Stone um, when I was in like seventh, eighth grade. I mean, I've always been deeply in, into music and, and storytelling. Um, so, yeah, it just it just worked. It was it was no grand plan. You know, like I said, there was no Internet. So it wasn't like I could scan the catalog. And I'm saying all that to say when I was explaining why my friend should like, or at least should watch The Graduate. Um, especially originally, the story I recanted, I probably left out a lot of the passion. But I was really into it. And I'm like, man, I love movies. And it's not like, you know, reg- I mean, I really, re- really love it. It's not regular love. It's real love. Because I'm, I'm all in on the storytelling. I'm paying attention to the screenwriting, the the um, plot points, how it's being shot, who the director is, the choices the director made. Um, I'm just, it, it's a big part of who I am. And it's how I approach other projects. So when I'm directing or being the creative director for another project, whether it's music, um, literary, I'm constantly thinking about the big picture and what it would look like cinematically. I think cinematically. Um, so, yeah. I mean, don't put pressure on yourself. Just find the thing that you love. Get good at it. And people will pay you. Uh, my cousin, I had a cousin. I have a cousin in Chicago who told me that about 15 years ago. And it really changed my life and the way I approach my work. Because part of part of what makes me happy and helps make me successful in any way is a mission. I need to be inspired by what I'm doing. And if I don't have inspiration, if I'm not passionate about it, like this podcast, like there are times I don't feel like talking first thing in the morning. You know, this is not what I feel like doing. Sometimes I can't even think about what am I going to do? And then the words just come and then I'm talking. And it's like, I didn't even intend to talk about that. Then that's pretty much uh, like today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's why I call it stream of consciousness. But it feels it feels like someone needs to hear that. You know, I do have a lot of younger listeners and I feel like there's so much pressure on people to have it all figured out at 17 or 18. And that's just not that you don't have to do what you want to do. Um, not so much what you want to do, do what you want. I keep saying it that way, but I don't feel it that way because a lot of times what you want to do at 17 is stupid. No offense. Uh, We're dumb at at 17, 18. You know, we're just kids, especially now. I mean, it started with my generation. We were kind of sheltered. A lot of us, you know, had so much more than our parents' generation. You know, I wasn't in a giant rush to get up and go to work every every day. That seemed bleh. Then it still does, unless you're in love and inspired, in love with and inspired by your work. Um, And you can have that. And here's what no one tells you. It may change. You may be, you know, you may be a 
an auto mechanic for 10 years and it's everything to you and you love it. But at some point you're just tired. You're tired of your nails being dirty all the time. You're just tired and uh, you want to change. You can. You're not a tree. Move. Do something different. You know, you don't have to just stay in one spot and you don't have to decide all of that at 18. Or I graduated high school at 17, but 17, 18, whatever age you are, you don't have to make that your whole life. You get to pick, especially when it comes to careers. Now, if you, you know, if you do things that make your life complicated, like you're 25 with six kids, I mean, that's on you. That's something you built for yourself and good luck getting out of that. Because you're never going to have your own life. So you don't want to give away your power. And that's an extreme example. But you don't want to do things that make other people happy or do things that limit your freedom. Both uh, because if you make all those babies, you should take care of all those babies. And it's expensive and time consuming. Um, So, yeah, give it some thought. Um. But you are the architect of your life. You you are in charge of this. And it's true whether you're, you know, 17, 27, 37 or 47 or 57. We're in charge. You know, we have the lives we've allowed ourselves to have. We have the lives we've allowed ourselves to receive. <laughs> you know, um, you've designed this. You have the life you deserve. And that sounds weird to my ear, because sometimes when I think about deserving things, you know, that just lets you know if that rings in your ear the way it rings in mine, it lets you know that you have a a unworthiness issue. And I'm telling you, I've broken it down quite a bit on this podcast. If you went to Catholic school, it is hard to feel like you deserve good things. (laughs) The whole point of Catholic school um, is about how Jesus didn't have much and sacrificed everything. God and Jesus sacrificed everything. Mary sacrificed her reputation to give birth to this child without knowing a man. I mean, the whole time you're just, and Jesus is on the cross bleeding everywhere you look. I mean, the whole the whole time you're like, you're not worthy. There, You're just being taught over and over again. You're just not worthy. So yeah, it's hard to get to a place where you feel like, you know what? I deserve to be happy. And it's subtle, you know, but religion does that to you. Anything that needs to control you a little bit, it it strips your power like that. Uh, So that could be government, that could be religion. And I'm not anti any of those things. Um, You just have to pay attention when you're being manipulated. Um, And some things to me, and now politics, because when I was younger, you could just be in a political party and it didn't mean life or death or you had to break up with your family. I mean, now it's sort of like if you don't agree with me, you know, that's it. <laughs> that's it for us. <laughs> You've got to go away. And it's a very weird thing. Like I, I'm watching. I saw a little bit of that um, Archie and Megan thing. And, um, you know, then the fallout, like. So Pierce Morgan just went nuts and then Sharon Osbourne defended him. And now she's in a controversy. He walked, Pierce Morgan walked off his job on British TV. And now she's fighting for her job uh, on the talk show she's on. Um, It's just, it's strange. It's like, 
you know, and people keep calling them racist. I don't know if they're racist or not. I don't know them. Um, and I don't know if this is a case of uh, Pierce Morgan doesn't like Meghan Markle and she happens to be black or Pierce Morgan doesn't like Meghan Markle because she's black. It's a very important distinction, <laughs> but I don't know much about him. I just don't care for his style. I find, I find him to be abrasive unnecessarily. Like, there's no reason to be like that. Um, I, I don't understand. I don't I don't get him. I tried to watch his Larry King, and it didn't last. You know, Larry King retired, and they were like, it's going to be Pierce Morgan. And then it was just like, mm, this isn't the same. <laughs> Larry King actually seemed to like his guests. And I think people can tell, even when you're, even if the host is fake, do a better job faking liking your guests. But I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know any of them. I don't know if they're racist or not, but it's just, it's curious. It's like, what is going on here? You know, and again, people see racism everywhere. And it's not. If you go shoot up a place specifically to shoot and kill Asians because they're Asian, that's racist. (laughs) Definitely. But if I criticize you and you just so happen to not be doing a great job and you're black that's not racism. That's you not doing a good job, ism. Okay? Just so we're clear. I don't know. I don't understand it. And then as soon as you throw, and I think people keep falling for it because as soon as you throw race into it, it nothing else matters. And that's how no progress gets made on anything. Because as soon as you play the race card, and people keep playing it because it keeps working. Now I can distract you from the real business at hand because now you're going to storm off and be mad about that for years, you know? So we just have to know what's what and and pull back a little bit. Quit being so hard on people. Stop judging people immediately. Maybe get more facts. I don't know. That sounds like a plan. But... <laughs> Anyway, oh, just to cap off this Archie and Megan thing, um, I feel like, not Archie and Megan, I think I said it wrong the first time too, Harry and Megan, because I'm mostly obsessed with Archie because he's the cutest. So Harry and Megan, to cap that off. Um, so I saw a little bit of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw about an hour of it. And Oprah was hilarious. Her reactions were just priceless. Um, like that's meme city right there. Um, so yeah, I admire Harry for sticking with his wife and not wanting to see her like lose her marbles and, you know, just to hang on to the, to a a shot at the crown. I don't know why you would be a part of a monarchy. I don't understand that. Uh, I respect it. It looks kind of cool on the outside it sounds like something I wouldn't be into at all but you know um and you can look at their family pictures until they weren't really all that interested in in mixing it up with other (laughs) with other races (laughs) but somebody was like well she signed up for this and I was like nah I think she signed up for you know I can bow and curtsy or whatever they have to do and make all these appearances and stuff. But I don't think she signed up for them to be like, is your baby going to be super black? (laughs) Nobody signs up for that. 
<laughs> so I don't think she signed up for a blatant racism. Now that's racism. If that actually happened, that is one of the most offensive things you can say to somebody, you know, um, and don't, don't sleep. It is offensive, but I've actually heard black people say that about other black babies too. Colorism is a thing. And I don't want to unpack that today. I don't know if I ever want to unpack that because I grew up around someone who's super color conscious, color struck. And it is, you know, do you really want to have all them black babies? I mean, it's like, damn, uh, you racist? That's racist and offensive. And you're black. So we got major problems. <laughs> so it's always like, please, please don't say things like that. <laughs> um, I might unpack that one day, but not today. I hope you have a wonderful Thursday. We are chugging through 2021. Um, we're already mid-March. And uh, gosh, it's time is really going fast. So stay you know, purposeful. Like I said, COVID's not gone away. I know you're bored with it, but it's still here and mutating. So just be smart. Wash your hands. Stay away from folks. I'm good with that. We, I hope I've stressed it plenty. We don't really ever have to go back to being jam-packed up on top of each other for me. I don't know if I'll ever be able to go to another concert. <laughs> it's just like, I'll oh, watch it on TV. Um, virtual reality is good enough for me. But anyway, I hope you're well. I hope you uh, enjoyed the podcast. Thank you for listening. I the It's just growing. And that is awesome. Uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, hit those five stars. I appreciate it. Um, keep sharing it, liking it. The uh, website is up. It's madlovepodcast.com. There's a blog feature and I'm building out the uh, community features. I'm guessing that'll be my weekend. Although I had to take my car in to get some work and, you know, I got the money, but I'm starting to feel like they're just like, what else can we find wrong with it? We need to get all her stimulus check and her uh, tax return (laughs) and whatever else we can think of. I mean, I'm like, this is a big ass bill. We need to have a conversation. So, um, yeah, hopefully I won't be doing that all weekend. Hopefully that gets wrapped up. But anyway, I hope you have an amazing Thursday and uh, that you're taking care. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate the feedback. Those of you who know me personally, (laughs) I appreciate you always reaching out. And uh, yeah, please take care. Be your best.